Hey there, folks, Woodside family and friends. Welcome to episode number three of The Link. This is our opportunity to take a deep dive into the word and live at the intersection of our faith and culture where real life is being lived. Today, I'm so excited to have a special episode for you and the entire family. Typically, I know that it's adults that are watching this, but can you just take a moment, get your kids and just gather around because we're gonna have a conversation all about kids. How do we help them to survive and thrive during this crazy moment? We're in the middle of a national crisis. Isn't it amazing how one little small virus could disrupt our entire lives around the globe? You know, you and I are processing that as adults, but what about kids? You know, it was just a couple nights ago when one of my little guys came to me right before bed, sat on the edge of the bed, and he said, Daddy, I'm sad. I said, well, why? Why are you sad? And he says, I don't know why I'm sad. You know, and I thought about it for a moment, and I realized that he was processing a lot of the anxieties that we've been feeling through his own little nine-year-old experience. So how do we help our kids to process emotionally, spiritually, and after all, we have to also think now educationally. I brought some experts to help us through this. <laughs> Mr. Joe Crab, who many of you will know who's operating currently as our Central Ministries Director of Student Ministry. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Great to have you, man. I remember when I used to have hair like that. And then Mr. <laughs> Matt Weedy is joining me. Matt is a great leader. He also is our Central Ministry Director for Kids. And Matt, you live drink, love, and dream about passing the gospel to kids. How you doing? Doing great. I'm grateful for you guys being here. Now, as we talk about these things, I want you guys to talk about as as dads, as parents, not just as pastors, but we have to wear both hats. Um, When I talk about, Matt, my uh, conversation with my nine-year-old, I think that's indicative of what a lot of kids are experiencing right now. How do we help kids to process emotions that they might not even be able to articulate? Yeah, I think one of the very important things is to be present as a parent. You know, and we as parents are, are going through so much. You know, we're thinking through this content. And what does that mean for our business? What does that mean for our job? What does that mean for uh, our finances for the future? Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, what does it mean to then have all the members of your family in your house? You know, we're not used to that level of communication yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and, and rhythms and all that stuff. So being present in the lives of kids is so important during this time. So no matter what we're going through, it's important for us to just pause. It's important for us to look at our kids in the face and, you know, connect with them in that way, those little ways that maybe um, because of the busyness of life, you know, a few weeks ago, we wouldn't think about. But now uh, we, I see it as an opportunity. Absolutely. And I think that uh, part of the goal should be to step into their world. You know, I often think as a parent, how often do I invite them into my world and how often do I step into their world? Literally, if you got small kids kneeling down yeah, right. sometimes, uh, asking them, tell me about your day. You know, I was uh, on a trampoline a couple days ago with my kids. <laughs> I almost broke the thing, but I'm on a trampoline. I don't recommend this. Uh, but I was talking to my kids about, hey, do you miss school? And what do you miss about it? And uh, three out of four kids at recess. So I don't know (laughs) how to process that. But um, Joe, let's talk about the the teenagers, right? Definitely. I think we were about an hour into this lockdown before I heard the B word, bored. I am so bored. What do you say to uh, teenagers, to students who are watching this, who now have to be home with their parents? 
uh, all day, every day. There's only so much you can watch on Netflix and Disney Plus, right? True, true. There's so much to share directly to, to the students. And I think through, if I was to ask any of us, especially students who are also just growing in their busy nature of life, that what would you do if I gave you 10 extra hours a month ago to do whatever you want? And what would they answer? And now, well, we kind of have that extra time. And not just time to watch things and binge things, and although it's kind of funny that that's generally our default, but they in and of themselves are bored with that. And so to really take the opportunity to, uh, to deepen their understanding of who God is, to live out the gospel, one of the things that we continually share with our students across uh, our, our environments at our campuses is 1 Timothy 4.12. Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example to the believers. Students, especially considering that we are in this new time of isolation and everyone's going online to interact, that's their world. And so in that, they have such a familiarity already as to what it looks to navigate that. But now in this season, to also set an example to other believers about what it looks like to respond in the face of a crisis and to share the gospel in it. Yeah, you know, I think as a parent about how, how many times my kids have said, Dad, you're so busy, right? Well, now schedules have changed. And so part of what I would encourage students to do is to spend time with their parents, spend time with their moms and dads to maybe ask questions. And, you know, if you're a teenager, you're not like a, a small child where maybe you can't come up with creative ideas. You can come up with creative ideas. What games are we going to play or how are we going to connect today? The other thing, I told my daughter this a couple of days ago. I said, hey, if you're bored, start a business. Right? <laughs> 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 Become a CEO, right? You can do it right now. But in many ways, what I would say on a serious note is find your voice because uh, your generation needs to hear not just from adults, but they need to hear from peers, right? And so I know so many are connecting in various ways. And so maybe as you're texting, as you're FaceTiming, as you're connecting with your friends, maybe you can be the one to say, hey, can we study the Bible together? Can we pray together? Maybe this is an opportunity for you to find your voice. It was 13, I was 13 rather, when um, I first sensed this deep calling to serve the Lord and maybe there's some 13, 14 year olds out there, 15, 16, that are feeling that. This is a great time for you to do it. Um, Matt, I think about um, Deuteronomy chapter six, uh, verses uh, four through seven in particular. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, I'm sorry, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when they sit down in the house, when they walk by the way, and when they lie down, and when you rise. Now, we all say at at parent-child dedication that we're going to be our kid's primary faith trainer, right? right? But then we lean on folks like you guys, kids ministry directors, student ministry directors. Now one of our significant partners in this whole raising our kids spiritually has been removed. Small group leaders, at least it feels like that, has been removed. What do you say to parents who are feeling the loss of you guys in their child's life? I'd say to be encouraged that they're not alone. I think that's one of the biggest parts of this isolation is to know that you're not isolated. 
and the, the spiritual community is there. I love that passage in the four body postures that they really go through. Yeah. To, it's not just one part of the day, it's woven throughout the whole part of the day. So now we have this opportunity to be with our kids, and I say opportunity, yes. even though let's be honest, sometimes it can be a challenge. We're not used to being in the home all this, yeah. you know, this many hours. So uh, we really have to work on our communication between our spouse, right, to kind of come up with new rhythms for the day, a new schedule for the day. But when you come up with those things, uh, we as a church want to come alongside the parent to help them with the tools to weave in a biblical worldview and a faith, a strong faith in Jesus Christ all throughout the day. Um, so we want to give resources and provide parents to do that, um, but to know and to be encouraged that you're not alone. You know, so before, you know, if you want your kid to become a great soccer player, you sign him up with a great soccer coach, you know, that you want him to be a, a great pianist, you, you send him to the greatest piano, you know, teacher. And sometimes that kind of thought has trickled its way into the church, thinking I'm going to find a good church that has a good student ministry, has a good kids ministry, and they're going to do it for me. Um, that's not how God designed it to be. You know, God designed it to be the parents. Um, so I think now it creates a really good um, sobering time, but great time to have those faith conversations. Um, so we do want to resource moms and dads That's with great. cool opportunities yeah. every day, um, but just want to encourage those parents. Any parent that thinks like, wow, I've never done this before, or I don't feel like I'm qualified to have a faith conversation with my child, that it can start simple, you know, to create simple things, whether it's a, right after a meal or right before bedtime, just start small. Um, but begin to do things. Infuse prayer life in the life of your kids, whether you have a two-year-old or a 17-year-old, like to be working just little things every day, um, to be encouraged by that, and just to be faithful in that process. And just like that Deuteronomy passage has the different postures throughout the day, make it simple. It doesn't have to be a long 45-minute Bible lesson. It can be a two-minute thing about how we can trust God, um, stuff like that. You know, I think that's uh, phenomenal. And I find myself living through the same emotions. And part of what we have to affirm is the legitimacy of feeling overwhelmed. You're yes, not alone. Yeah. You're so not emotional. crazy. You're not a sinner. Right. Well, you are. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that somehow you're on this island if you're feeling overwhelmed by the moment. We all feel it. And uh, every parent does. So it's okay. Take a deep breath. The reason why we're doing this show is to let you know that we're with you and to remind you God's with you. You're going to make it. And, and I think for most of our families, Joe, we're going to look back on this moment and miss it in some ways. Because yeah. let's be honest, there's going to be a time pretty soon uh, in the grand scheme of things where uh, this kind of uh, sickness and disease, this virus is going to be under containment. Things are going to begin to get back to normal. And I do think there's going to be a little bit of sadness as we go back into the normal flow of life. So you're going to make it. But, Joe, I do want you again, if you could, just to think about the students. Yeah. We, we're wired for relationship, right? We're, we're designed for friendships. We encourage good and godly friendships, right? Now they feel cut off from their friends. What are some ways that you can connect socially, uh, even though you, you can't come to group? on uh, Wednesday night or Thursday night? 
Yeah, I agree with Matt in that, that remembrance that although we're in isolation, that we're not alone. And this is the world that students already live in in so many ways, and that there are those opportunities for us to continue to lean into the community that God has blessed us with. And knowing, although you may never have done a video chat with your entire small group before, yes. now you can. Praise and, God for Zoom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, and even in conversation with some of our small group leaders, like, I'm not really tech savvy. And I told them, but students are. So use them. And I think that's so important for us to remember thinking through the lens of this with, uh, with a parent. How as a parent are you encouraging and empowering your student uh, in this time to continue to engage with the family and with the faith community? How is that being modeled? And again, how are you empowering the, the student to be able to do so? I think why oftentimes there's that trap of falling into, I'm going to send them to the best student ministry around yes. and they'll help those things is because this is a, a time of life for their their kid that is completely different uh, they're going through so many different changes physiologically uh, their their understanding of the world moving from concrete to abstract thinking and growing in that autonomy and that independence and so how do you engage them as they're really becoming an adult and I think that it's mindful for, it's important to be mindful for your student as you're trying to shepherd them during this season is to remember none of us, as you said, none of us have a framework already for how to process this yeah. and how to think through this because it's unprecedented. And in some ways there's grief for, for students. So to not assume, you know, that your student is feeling just anxious or angry or sad, but to ask yes. how they're feeling and to realize that the way that they're feeling this morning is going to be different than this afternoon yes. and this evening and continue to affirm where they're at understand that like hey i'm with you i, I love yeah. what you said i'm overwhelmed by this as well and then to point them back to the one who brings peace even in the midst of the storm yeah and i just want to say to students you are the ones who help to set the temperature in your house and so uh get creative this is an opportunity for you to connect relationally with your family we know how it works right like the older you get the more you disconnect uh with your family the more you begin to connect with your social peer group nothing wrong with that but this is a different time a different season so engage your siblings think of fun things you can do but help to be uh, a, a thermostat and not just a thermometer, right? Set the temperature, don't just reflect the temperature. So when you wake up and the temptation comes to say, I'm bored and it's only 8.30 a.m., just take a deep breath, think of something creative and fun to do and try to engage others around you. All right, guys, let's get practical, right? Because I think a lot of parents are wondering, what are you guys still doing for us? And so, Joe, again, um, we're not gathering like normal. We're following CDC guidelines. We're respecting uh, the directives of uh, our public health officials. But what are some ways that we're trying to connect and encourage our students in this season? Yeah, the other day that we had a conversation, uh, you and I did, and I had a conversation with our student ministry staff across the campuses and encouraged them and, and told them, hey, reach out to everyone in the small group leaders uh, and see how they're doing and continue to remind, let's model community to them. And then in turn, ask them to model that same community to their students and to individually be reaching out to them. So many of them are already doing so through group text, but let's do it also individually and giving space for those students and continuing to affirm That's and encourage great the things that we're hearing here. Uh, and so, and that remi reminding that, hey, we're here as well. 
uh, Matt and I and your student ministry staff, your kids ministry staff are here to help come up with some ideas, to help encourage, to help pray, help point you back to, uh, to some resources. And so I know for some families, some tensions may be, be uh, arising. And so there are definitely two resources that are encouraged parents to check out. One of the resources being the book Growing With by Kara Powell, uh, helping teenagers and young adults thrive in faith, family, and future. I love that book. Yeah, great book and uh, will be helpful not just for this season, but for seasons to come. And knowing that students at this time will be spending a lot of time on technology, uh, this small book here called Parent Chat, the technology talk for every family is going to help as you're looking to navigate through some of these tensions that are going to pop up, but as well as looking to lead them well in this season. Again, I, I echo what you're saying. Our students have a, uh, uh, an opportunity now to set an example to their family uh, and how they engage uh, to our faith community and to the world around them uh, as they get the opportunity to share the gospel through a time as this. All right, best book you read as a teenager. Wow. Just think about it. Best book you've read as a teenager. Best book I read as a teenager was The Outsiders. All right, The Outsiders. I loved right. reading that book. Matt, it was so best fun. Best book you read as a teenager. Can you think of one? I, in all honesty, I didn't really like to read, but I do remember, not to like switch it all spiritual, but I remember being a 12, 13 year old yeah. and my small group leader um, challenged me, said, have you ever read the Bible? Yeah. And I hadn't. Um, and the front of my Bible had like all the checks next to it and yes. being a, like a type A person, I was like, I'm going to do this. And it was a one year plan that took three yeah. years, but that, that's, that's he cheated. Yeah, you yeah. can't go yeah, wrong I with the Bible. Yeah. Right? Like, I know. How do you top that? Chronicles of Narnia? Stay golden. Yeah. So, so my best book as a teenager, it changed my life was more than a carpenter. It was like a, a phenomenal faith changing, a life changing book. But there's a lot of great Christian fiction, nonfiction that's out there. If you if you're at home, pick it up, yeah. enjoy it. You know, um, this is a great time just to uh, tap into some stuff that you normally wouldn't. All right, what resources do we have for kids? For kids, uh, certainly, we, there's a ton of things out there. And as you're kind of watching social media and, and other your friends. Uh, I think before you kind of answer the question of what resources are out there, I think it's important to take a, just a deep breath and say, parents, it's okay. It's going to yes. be okay. I think oftentimes I'm, I'm watching parents see a, a photo on Instagram of their family now homeschooling, and everyone's around the table with their laptops, and it looks like a perfect scenario. And they look at that post and think, that's not my life. Yeah. If you look at my household right now, it's going crazy. Yes. Uh, how do I infuse the gospel into all the aspects of the day and homeschool and try to prepare meals and try all of that stuff, run a business on the side without going crazy? So I think it's important to take a breath and just to say, God, help me reorient my day. You know, things are flipped upside down right now. So how do we think about a schedule for a family, rhythms for a family, priorities for a family to say this is important? I think that's important first for couples to pray together and say, how can we do this together? We're in this together. Yes. And then so kids get to see mom and dad kind of taking a different body posture, a different prayer life. Yes. And then from there kind of go into a plan of action to say it's our goal every day to have five minutes or 30 minutes, yeah. you pick the time yeah. frame. And then within that space, really create the resources. Um, so within the links that we're providing, you know, from, from Woodside in the emails, um, there's really cool stuff for preschool, yes. elementary, and preteen. There's about a 10 minute video that literally has worship for preschoolers and then a Bible lesson. And then for elementary, the same, like worship songs for elementary and then a Bible lesson. And then even up to preteen, uh, understanding that that's a kind of a different nuance, you know, those four 
fourth, fifth graders, uh, right? So check your emails if you're a Woodsider to kind of dial into some of that content. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, we want to, we're preparing stuff even now to begin to launch next week to really have a more robust kind of content for parents to be able to know. Uh, but really, uh, for those parents out there who are feeling kind of overwhelmed at this situation, I just encourage you to kind of take a deep breath, um, to take this as an opportunity. Understanding that, you know, I have a good, good friend who uh, her dad lost her job um, probably for three or four weeks when she was growing up. And she remembers that time as dad spent more time with me. Wow. Right. You know, but dad saw that time as I'm laid off yes. and what is the next job going to come? But as kids, kids are processing stuff right now mm -hmm. through a very different lens. So what are they going to remember three or four months from now? Hopefully more time with us. Hopefully a re just a, a reboot of rhythms, of schedules for the, for the kids to be able to see that, that Jesus is a priority. Uh, so that's why I'm so encouraged by this opportunity, although it's overwhelming. You know, I know that every one of us are trying to live day to day. It's a fluid situation. Things are changing every day. I wish I could tell you that we had everything concrete laid out, but honestly, like you, we're trying to figure out ways we can support you as dynamics change. But you can be confident in this, that we are thinking about you yeah. and your family. We're praying for you, as Joe alluded. Uh, we're calling kids. We're connecting as much as we can with our students. This is our passion, and I appreciate you guys doing it. You know, one of the things I love about Kara Powell's book, Growing With, is the fact that it invites us to simply invite the young adults, the students, the kids in our lives into our lives and step into theirs. So maybe you're cleaning out an office like my wife and I were a couple days ago. We just invited the kids, hey, help us move some boxes. You know, I remember guys growing up with my dad, he was a teacher, and I remember organizing the books in his library. Man, at the time, I felt like this is boring. But yeah, I remember those times as bonding and he and I getting a chance to talk and those great conversations that I miss today. And so don't miss the moment. Every moment is an opportunity to teach, to grow, and to have fun. Joe Crab, Matt Weedy, I want to give you both a moment to be able to speak to students and kids. Give them a word of encouragement during this crazy time. Joe, I'll start with you. Students, let me just start by saying we love you and we are, uh, we're here for you. I know that we will be reaching out to you and many of us already have, whether uh, you're pastors, directors, small group leaders, and continue to reach out to us. We want to continue to encourage you and challenge you. And I've just been so encouraged to see how many of you have already stepped up and lived out your faith in such uncertain times of wanting to uh, ask others how you can be praying for them and following through and doing daily devos uh, on your Instagram. Instagram stories and beyond. Continue to set that tone and set that example of what it looks like to live out your faith as such. And don't forget that you get the opportunity to do so with your family as well. Uh, be an encouragement to them, to your younger siblings, and continue to, to remember uh, whose you are as you look to live out the gospel. That's great. Matt, what about kids? Woo! Uh, kids have a great opportunity now um, to help create fun. And so kids, um, that's exactly what my challenge is for you. 
Um, so you're at home right now, right? And you're doing homework, perhaps. Um, want you to know that we've given your parents some homework. Uh, your parents have some homework. Uh, they have an opportunity now to recalibrate the day, to come up with a good schedule or new rhythms. And so the parents have been given a task to block out part of the day to be fun to be fun with you uh, as a toddler or as an elementary age kid. So your role now is to grab a piece of paper at home, to grab a crayon, and to write out what you think could be filled in that spot of fun. Um, so uh, penmanship aside, and don't worry about how you spell the words, but write, what do you think is fun? Um, whether you think it's a, a tickle fight with mom or dad, or baking some chocolate chip cookies, uh, or playing a board game with them to create those special memories um, as a family. And then to bust out um, some cool resources where you can dive into a Bible story with your mom and dad too, and to create some awesome memories during this unique time. I know I speak on behalf of all of our student ministry leaders, all of our kids ministry leaders when I say we love you. Life may have changed, but it has not stopped. For our students, this is your time to lead. For our kids, we want you to have fun and make the most of the moment. We're all going to look back on this time and say, man, think of the memories we made. And just know that your Woodside pastors and leaders, we are here for you. And let me just say this as a final word. Do not embrace the false pressure to have to raise a valedictorian right now or to be uh, uh, Mrs. Perfect or Mr. Perfect. Just doesn't happen. Do the best you can. Be sensitive to your kid's capacity. And maybe again, like me and my wife, we hit a wall yesterday and we said we're going out. And we got out of the house, threw the football around, kids got on scooters, we walked through trails. And that was a win for us. And then we got Jets pizza. And that is exactly <laughs> what we have to do. We have to do what we can and trust God for his grace. Folks, I know this is fluid times, but we're with you here at Woodside. We love you. As Matt said, check your emails each and every day. And stay tuned on social media for the next edition of The Link. God bless.